Hi, and welcome to the Popcorn Creative Podcast. I am Caroline, and today we're going to talk about my journey in the creative world. So, I have a popcorn brain. We have established that in the first introductory episode. And today, I'm just going to talk about how I've used, how I've dealt with that popcorn brain in my journey. So, I've always been a creative kid, and I know this is something that a lot of people say, oh yeah, I was creative as a child, and and that's so awesome, and that's because kids are, yeah, a lot of the time, they're just creative geniuses. And I love drawing. I was, like, in some ways a quiet kid. I really liked to draw and paint and, uh, yeah, borrow my mom's sewing machine when I was allowed to. She did a lot of the clothes uh, I was wearing, so she was she was super creative and just just doing it without without making lots of lot, a lot of a fuss. Just like that was just part of my childhood, basically. And uh, I had I had some great grandparents, and um, one of the sets of grandparents that I had, um, my grandfather was really really good with uh, drawing, building stuff, woodworking, jewelry making. And my nan, my grandmother, she was really good at sewing and did lots of uh, patchwork stuff. She needed this new sewing machine when I was 13. That meant that I had her old sewing machine. So I remember I visited them on the island of Bonholm where they were living. And I was going home on the plane and I had my nan's old sewing machine with me. And it was just such a, pre- a treasure. I had it with me in hand luggage and it was really like this dream world opening up. I was 13 and I could make all the clothes I wanted. I felt like this was, yeah, this was amazing. And I got home, it was a late, late evening flight. My mom picked me up at the airport. I just remember getting into the house and setting up the machine in my bedroom and, and basically sewing all night and keeping my mom and stepdad up, I'm, I'm sure, uh, because they must have heard because it was really a, a, a really old, a clunky machine. But I just needed to make something to wear for the next day. There was no way that I could wait and not start sewing instantly. And I continued to sew and draw and paint and do, I'd take every class I could. And again, my grandparents were good at also inviting me on, on trips with them with different classes so I could try some, some things. And even though I had this really creative upbringing or upbringing with, with, with space for creative things and the tools and everything, there was still this part of me that I knew that I, I couldn't do this for a living. There was no way that I could have a creative life in that way. Um, like that's, it's so hard to become an artist. It's so hard to, to really do something creative for a living. So I was, I was just all the time thinking about, okay, but what do I do then? So, you know, do I, do I become a stewardess or a doctor or a teacher? Or what is that my real job is going to be? Because, of course, there's no way that you can do something creative with your life. That It's way too insecure. And now you need to have, you know, bring in the money and have everything be stable. So I tried some, yeah, I, I tried some different uh, university courses tried to study Spanish and, and media technology and stuff and, and just ended up thinking, no, I needed to pursue this great creative uh, part of me more. So I, I signed up for design school and this was a design school like that was very that was very aimed at the industry. So we learned lots of things that weren't as artistic as you could maybe, you know, you have an idea of what design school is like, is, is like being very artistic and creative. And, 
This was, yeah, into the industry. So we basically learned how to make patterns and make things that fit and yeah, see what the trends were and how to almost copy them the best way without getting caught. Yeah. So I learned so many good skills there in regards to how to make a shirt or how to alter things and how to do it all correctly. But it, it wasn't the way I had been working uh, personally. I had always just basically put put down a shirt on the on the piece of fabric and drawn around it or almost laying down on it myself, but not quite. But but just traced after something else and then tried to make it fit. And, you know, that had worked fine, very intuitive. And yeah, also the way that I I write my books now, how I actually still create things. But yeah, learned some good skills on the design school and then got out to an industry that just eats people up and spits them out again, not not caring that much about them. This was, yeah, this was more than 15 years ago. So of course things have changed a lot and luckily we've gotten much more aware of the sustainable areas uh, in this business and how it's, a, and it's an industry that's also bad in many other ways and doesn't treat uh, people fairly at all. And this was of course only from the kind of, the still very, um, yeah, very lucky part of uh, of the business where we sat in an office in Denmark, and you know we we had we had good pay. We had we still like not that good pay, but you know we had benefits. We had all those things, but we could yeah work until we fell sick with stress, and then basically it was just yeah that's just a shame because then there was like a new design degree student standing ready to then pick up our job if we didn't want it. And then also coming out to the industry in real life in regards to the production aspect that you sent something out and basically in a lot of cases you ask you ask somebody to copy it like design the design process for a lot of companies is buying something or looking at something and copying it in some way or figuring out figuring out how you can copy it without being copy and Ugh, all that stuff and then sending it out to four countries where it can get produced and for people that don't have safe working conditions and don't get paid very much and basically it's it's a hard business and sometimes it yeah it you just you just got a bad taste in your mouth working there i realized that wasn't for me and that was a shame because i had the degree and spent time doing it and i still loved I love the process of making. I mean, that was great. And it fitted the popcorn brain part of me so well because you had to do a lot at once and lots of ideas and already thinking about what's next and all that. So leaving like the creative design part of my life and then trying to do other things. I went traveling, I had other jobs. I had my first kid, had my second kid and did another degree that was also creative, but more in a, yeah, in a direction aimed at uh, government and communication and, you know, so being able to have a more stable life without, yeah, mistreating so many people as, as yeah, the fashion industry was doing at that point, at least. I, I just still longed for the, for the creative outlet that was, that was pure me. I had a bit of a creative outlet through my job, which was great because every chance I had, I said, let's make a video. Let's make a music video about waste uh, sorting. Let's, I can make some hand puppets to communicate this new project or let, let me make a drawing book or a coloring book or 
some kind of way of making it more fun because I couldn't just sit down and just make a spreadsheet of whatever I needed to communicate at my job. So fun for me and good for me that I then still had the opportunity to do that in my job because I just, I just always did it that way. But I still needed, I, I still needed to do something more. I, uh, I tried to get like the creative aspect in, in every way I possibly could. But I really realized that all these ideas popping up in my brain, in my creative popcorn brain, that I needed to, to do something about them. And it, I guess it was also like that. That's how I, I was ambitious. That's how I am ambitious. I do my full time job and I, I bring up my kids. And of course, I take pride in that. And um, yeah, I take a lot of like pride and joy in my family. And I also, you know, enjoy going to work and, and, and doing all that. But I don't aim to ever become a boss or to really like climb up the career ladder there. It's just, you know, I, I do it and it's great. And I, I, I love what's fun about it. And I enjoy what's, what's perhaps not so fun about it. That, that's fine. I know that, you know, I need an income to survive, but I still needed to, to do something more. So I just, yeah, my popcorn brain gave me all of these ideas and um, I just thought like the books, the, those projects have, have been a constant and um, I missed making clothes. And of course I had the creative outlet of making clothes for, for me and for my, for my girls when they were little. It was, you know, making lots of baby accessories and redoing the house and making a new chair or uh, upholstering something, a sofa, making some fabric cover for, you know, some other part of the house. So all the time I would do that. But I I guess there was some part of me that had some ambition towards it and uh, where, where maybe ambition was lacking, you know, other parts of my life. But with the creative uh, aspect, that was where I was ambitious. And I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really work on on making these books. I'm going to work on getting somewhere. This is where I think I can, I can do something. I have a design degree. I don't want to work in the industry because it's not being very nice to the people working for it or in it. Um, but I can still, I can still create and I need to create and I love showing other people how to create stuff. And so yeah, the sewing books became my creative main outlet. And doing a blog, posting videos on YouTube, but basically making things and then showing other people how to make them as well. I would, of course, use the stuff I made and my girls would walk around wearing clothes that I made as well. And people would comment on things in my house that I'd done. And they made me feel good because they commented it and complimented it in a nice way. And I just thought, but, but you can do this. They said, oh, no, I can never sew a, a, a blouse or I can never make a skirt like that. And I really thought, this is so easy. This is so basic. And I just did it and it took half an hour. So, of course, you can do it, too. And I did it with some of my friends and I showed them how to do it. I also did workshops, some classes and tried to teach these very quick and intuitive techniques I have for making to other people. And I saw the happiness that, that, that it brought to them, that they could make much more than they ever thought they could. Um, that they maybe tried uh, sewing once with all the paper patterns and measuring and yeah, perhaps just gave up. Or some of them had also done it and 
completed it, but ended up making something that didn't really fit anyways. And, you know, spent a lot of money on paper patterns and on fabric and then thought, okay, this is, this is not really great. So I'm just, I'm just going to give it up. And I just, I found so much joy in showing these people another way and uh, to also give them the creative outlet that, that, that I had and that gave me so much joy and to see it bring joy to them. And that's just, that's, that's, that has become my creative journey now. So what has started as a creative kid drawing and doodling turned into somebody who tried to pursue it as a career, then not working, um, maybe also just doing it kind of half because I didn't dare to really apply for art school or really kind of go full throttle ahead of, of really pursuing it because I was always too scared of not making it. And then, yeah, failing in the degree, um, or not failing in the degree, sorry, I passed my degree, but failing in actually making the degree I got work to work for me and to, to enjoy working in that field. So then having to do something else, figure out a new, a new career, a new degree, and then choosing communications, but then still wanting to have that creative outlet, like, I'm not ready to let it go. And my, my popcorn brain is definitely not ready to let it go at all. So I then made this, this perfect, perfect plan for me. It seems at least where I can do my job and look after my family and also look after myself by creating and at the same time, inspire others. It's not just like pretentious, uh, kind of self-obsessed project where I want to see my books uh, on a shelf in a bookstore, but it's it's a project where I enjoy enjoy creating and enjoy teaching others to create and to feel that happiness and the pride that comes from it. And that's that's really like that's such a good gift because <clears throat> you don't have to have popcorn brain to, to be creative. This this podcast of course is just about the popcorn brain creatives in the way that I have a lot of ideas and I know a lot of other people as well who suffer from the same and who also cannot stop finding new projects, you know, half of it never gets done. Maybe only 10% of it ever gets done. Maybe that's also like a big number, but you can also just have one thing you like to do, one thing in your creative outlet, and then you just do that. It's still just as valuable. I guess it's just about, yeah, taking the time and, and enjoying it and, and just making it happen. Just taking the first step to actually doing it. And yes, that's where I am now in my creative journey. So now I'm 40 and uh, I have done a lot of different things. There are so many things on my list still. Right now it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of not renovating the house, but, you know, always redecorating it. I don't think we've ever had a weekend where I haven't had some kind of new project, something I want to do. And my, my oldest daughter jokingly kind of says, when I say, we have no plans for this weekend, she will say, are you sure you're not just going to find a room that you're going you're gonna to change up? And... And she's actually right, because I do that a lot. But I, I cannot help it. And that's, yeah, that's where I am on my creative journey now. And of course, it'll be fun to see what happens later. I heard on the A Beautiful Mess podcast that I think it was, uh, yeah, it was Martha Stewart that was, I think, 42 when she published her first book. And uh, now, of course, she's, yeah, she's almost on book number 100 and just has an empire. And yeah, uh, great hero of mine and I don't aim for 92 books at least but I just just aim to keep being creative keep finding time 
in my life to, to do the creative things and also to share it with others. And that's also one of the things that is, is great about creative time, that it's, it's a good me time where I can just get into the flow of doing something. I can use it to de-stress, which is really a, a, a lot of what I do. I, I use my, my sewing machine and cutting and sorting fabric, whatever, as just a, a way to zone out from, yeah, from a busy and stressful every day. But it's also so fun, so nice when you get to share it with others, inviting girlfriends, inviting my mom, or doing it with my daughters, just sharing that creative space. And just like it's fun to have courses where you show strangers how to make things. And it's also awesome to do it with people you love and see how happy they get when they've made something that's pretty. Yeah, so creativity is a lot of things, and um, it's time to round up this episode of my creative journey. Popcorn Brain Creative is something I think I'll always be. I'll never, never let go of that unless my brain severely boots down somehow. But until it does, or if it does, I'm just going to thoroughly enjoy it, and I have my notepad here with me always, so I can note down any good ideas to come. And if you have any good ideas for podcast episodes, please feel free to write me. You can find me on Instagram, on the Popcorn Brain Creative, and on Facebook. Search for the same there. And yeah, just use the message function there or yeah, just write a comment if there's anything you would like me to talk about or have some ideas for interesting guests as well. As always, thanks so much for listening. You can find more about me on Instagram, on Popcorn Creative, and we also have a Facebook page. If you want to know more about me and my personal blog, you can find it at scandimama.com, and that is Scandimama with a K, because that's how it's spelled in Scandinavia. I also have an Instagram account, caroline.scandimama, again, with a K, both Caroline and Scandimama. And I also have a YouTube account where you can see a lot of my tutorials. Just search for Scandi Mama Caroline and it will come up. Thanks for listening. And until next time, take care, stay creative and look after your creative popcorn brain.